0: Where's Ralph? He's over there, hogging the hell of a good dip for his big game ritual.
1: Oh boy. Hey Ralph, can we get some of that too?
0: Yeah, yeah, soon. Almost
2: done. First the carrot, two taps and dip. Then the celery. Ah,
0: yes, now the chips. All dipped in creamy, hell of a good dip. Mmm, delicious. Yes, it worked! Get the dip made with real milk and cream that wins every time. Not just good, hell of a good. Please don't make me go. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.
1: Welcome to the Kingdom Community Podcast. Many in the body of Christ long for authentic community. We exist to connect, equip, and send you into the world to fulfill your destiny and advance the kingdom of God on earth. Now, enjoy today's show.
0: Hello there, everybody. Glenn Blakeney here of Kingdom Community and Awake Nations Ministries. Man, I am really excited about uh, the interview tonight with my guest, David Joannis. David is missionary in Asia, he's been doing uh, formerly in China and now based in Thailand. He's the founder and the CEO of Within Reach Global, which is an organization dedicated to combating gospel poverty by reaching unreached people groups. You're going to be really excited as you listen to what David has to share. It's going to be a powerful time of discussing the things of the Lord, particularly in this time and season when... We are starting to see nations reopen Um, for those, you know, who formerly were involved in doing a lot of short-term mission trips. You know, that's obviously not been happening for a while and things are changing and other nations are starting to open up slowly. I know myself, I am headed to Africa in December and then in the new year, we're planning to go to a couple other nations uh, really looking forward to that as well. But guys, most importantly, I think there's been a fundamental shift that the Lord has been trying to teach his church in this season. Some have called it the Great Reset. And I believe that no matter what has happened with the evils of the coronavirus, that ultimately God has, um, he's alive, he's hes in charge, we need to look to him. But ultimately, the Lord has something very powerful for us in terms of what his plan is. And I think that we're in a season of time when we really need to consider how we have been doing ministry, what our focus has been, our priorities and our values. And I know Jesus said the gospel of the kingdom will be preached throughout the world as a witness or a testimony to all the nations, and then the end will come. So this is the heart of the Lord, that the gospel of the kingdom would be preached throughout the world to all the uh, nations, which is speaks of people groups ethnic groups in other words and uh, this is definitely the heart of my guest david joannis he is an author he's a missionary he's been involved in in doing so many different things you're going to be blessed and encouraged as you hear his story so david thank you so much for joining us on kingdom community podcast an honor to have you with us
2: Always an honor to be with you, Glenn. I so appreciate this. And I love what you're sharing a second ago. The mission right. is not canceled. That that great reset button might have been pushed only because we need it, uh, right, as humanity. But but God has been sitting enthroned, looking down at man, laughing at the schemes of man, uh, mm-hmm. not in jest, but knowing in he is... In full control, so I absolutely agree. This is a time that is ex- exciting, exciting for a global mm-hmm. um, outreach, for great commission efforts and initiatives. So, anyway, great to be on with the, with you today.
0: Yeah, that's thank you, David, for saying that. I, I really feel that uh, I have a, this sense of anticipation that mm-hmm. we're going to see just amazing miracles in the next season in terms of the harvest. Just a unprecedented in terms of the amount of people that are going to come to the kingdom as I've been praying, you know, and I, and I've just been pressing into the Lord about, uh, seeing his power demonstrated on the earth, just like we read in the book of Acts.
2: Well, as you, as you're saying that already, I mean, it's in the place where I'm recording from here in Thailand, we've had 193 years of missionary work. Protestant missionaries first came in 1828, 1835 they saw their very first converts it took seven years there's been a mantra going on for nearly 200 years amongst missionaries well people they they say when you come to the field it's going to take seven years you know until you see a thai salvation i'm telling you gone are those days change the paradigm because our outreach team we have a thai outreach team and then a chinese outreach team ministering to the large chinese diaspora here in thailand and uh, we are seeing regular salvations, regular baptisms, people joining our discipleship, uh, churches being planted. You're right. This is a different season. Uh, uh, in fact, I think I've told you a little bit about the Pechabun movement or the uh, revival. No, I shouldn't say a revival. It's never happened before. It's, a, it's an awakening that's happening in central Thailand, unlike ever before. And you're right. This is a time when the harvest is ripe. We merely need to listen to Jesus' words, pray to the Lord of the harvest, send workers into his fields. And sometimes we need to be the answer to that very prayer.
0: Yeah, absolutely. In fact, in Matthew 9, when Jesus said that, you know, right after that in the 10th chapter, he calls them the 12 and he points them right and sends them out. So yeah. I, I feel that way as I was sharing with you before we went on air, I feel compelled to come over to Thailand and, you know, I've been, I've been active in Asia and other nations and, but I just feel compelled to come to yeah. Thailand and, Good. and yeah. And I just feel like that the Lord is going to do some amazing things. And, and I know he is, but I'm just saying through me personally and what yeah. what he wants to do so let's talk a little bit about you and your journey how did you get to the place where you ended up moving from the united states where you're from originally to asia how did how did that all transpire
2: <laughs> well about a one-way plane ticket to china of course it's that simple <laughs> <laughs> there's a little bit more of a backstory than that um Uh, I should just do a shameless plug and say, just go buy uh, the space between memories on Amazon and it will tell you all about it. Um, I'll tell you what, man. That's
0: uh, that's David's book.
2: (laughs) Yeah. That that was my first book. It was like a travelogue memoir of looking back how within reach global started and how my life missions began. It was, it was fun to write. It was uh, some Um, have complained that you need a thesaurus to go alongside the book. So (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I was homeschooled. I like big words. What can I say? But i'll tell you i was I was three years old uh, when I was sitting next to my mom looking at a national Geographic magazine and uh, i I came across this picture of an Asian man walking with the water over his shoulders, trudging through the the rice terraces and I, I looked over my mom, she told me later, and I said, "I want to bring bread to the kids of China and uh, I don't know why I said that, just out of the blue at age three. And wow. and uh, yeah. 12 years later, I was on my second mission trip with Teen Mania Ministries the year before. Yeah. 14 years old, I went to uh, Russia. And then the following year, 1995, went to Hong Kong to smuggle Bibles. Wow. And we would literally pack huge, I mean, Bibles this big, this thick, uh, into our roller bags and backpack. And girls would have these little... Uh, pockets where they could slip them into the interior of their dress. And we would walk through the labyrinthine customs area from Hong Kong, Low Lo Wu into Shenzhen, China. Yeah. And I try to be stealth, you know, and uh, give that, my bags are not as heavy as they look, look. Yeah. And uh, we would walk <laughs> into China. I remember, I think it was the first or second time I, I ever walked in. We had code words. All the the tracks were called crumbs not tracks. We referred to them as crumbs. And the Bibles, we all called bread because you don't want to be yelling yeah. across the hall to your team. Hey, I got my Bibles. They're safe. Right. Yeah. Um, but uh, I walked into Shenzhen and I felt like the Holy Spirit spoke and said, David, you are bringing bread to the kids of China. Yeah. And it was a powerful moment. And um, that's the day that I, I said, God, I dedicate my life for, for the unreached. You can use me. You can call me Send me anywhere I'll eat anything I'll go anywhere, sleep anywhere and uh he took me up on that offer as far as the <laughs> delicacies throughout the years and uh but over the years, traveling to ethnic people groups where they've never once had gospel access um, led to the forming of Within Reach Global, an indigenous team in China, which is now indigenously led. My wife and I, after fifteen years in China, moved here to Thailand where we're seeing God continue to uh, break through into people's lives, churches planted, evangelistic encounters. In the end, I just realized God has, God has graciously allowed me to be in the right place at the right time. And I get to watch what he's doing um, because I'm just such a small part of this big
1: picture story that he's telling.
0: Yeah. Well, that's amazing.
1: focus what are you,
0: what is it about
2: laser focus on unreached people groups we desire to uh, through compassion ministries evangelism discipleship and church planting establish the kingdom of god in places where the gospel has not yet gone um, there's a, there's a statement by Carl F H Henry he said the
1: gospel is only good news if it gets true we, we Uh, but countless millions have yet to hear the name of
2: Jesus once. And to them, the good news is not good news. This is really those who have uh, little to no gospel access at all. And that's in Southeast Asia in the 1040 window.
0: Right. Now, what about those who might say, um, and and they do say, I've heard people media we we have uh, the internet surely everyone has access to the gospel today yeah what's your response? well
1: well i'll um start with china uh once you walk into china, YouTube, uh, in certain places
2: uh certainly the internet is controlled uh elsewhere, they're not listening to the Christian radio because it's not being broadcasted into their language, into that region. They're not skimming through or accidentally stumbling stumbling upon a Bible, a Gideon's Bible in a hotel, because there is none. There isn't in the Islamic world. Um, I know it seems like globalization has taken over, and it has. Coke is more popular than Jesus. Coca-Cola is more popular than Jesus
1: in many Restricted access nations or closed access nations, the gospel is not allowed to travel
2: freely or openly. Missionaries cannot go and have a translation of the Bible. Um, so, uh, blanket statements like that are, are just silly and and useless because the reality is we need to be the vessels to go in, or we need to empower indigenous leaders. To go and reach their own communities and see not only an initial gospel or
1: evangelistic touch, touch point, because there's often a misunderstanding when that happens. Rather, disciple making
2: movements, and then you see churches planting and multiplication happen among
1: unreached people groups. It's possible, but we need to dedicate opinion.
0: Yeah. Okay, so how are you guys involved in empowering people to, you know, indigenous people to reach their own people?
2: Well, uh, when I was, when we were still living in China, we were there for 15 years. And uh, I suddenly told my wife, you know, we need a countdown clock. we led to the Lord, others we traveled to for villages for many years. And uh, I began to tell them about... uh, five years out in five years, we are leaving China and we yeah. continue discipling and traveling together. And then four years we're leaving China, three, two, and, and they knew this countdown clock was happening. And I'll tell you when we moved out of China, partially for visa reasons, otherwise for, uh, then later moved to Thailand, we felt it as a complete loss. And I thought, you know, in my absence, this minister. this ministry, I don't know. And um, we felt it as a great loss. But then suddenly, our indigenous leaders, God breathed new life. Reach out to more people, impact more, plant more churches. 75 different house churches have been planted through with Enries Global over the last uh, 23 years. And I'm telling you, this is the movement that I want to empower. Mm -hmm. We like to raise up people. We like to disciple them, strengthen them, and then release them into the God-given unique giftings that they have. Not an easy task. We feel it as a loss. But in the end, it's been the greatest joy. 100% indigenously led. We desire to see the same thing happen here, empowering local leaders to reach their communities because they know the nuance. that need to be crossed in the Buddhist or animist or communist world and uh, so that's that's been a great joy to see um, that
1: again I'm the small part of of the big picture to be a bigger body of Christ to to push his gospel forward and uh, it's exciting
0: yeah yeah that's amazing now I know you've written Well, let's tell us about that book what the very title is quite intriguing.
2: Yeah well I, I meant it to be a little bit it sounds a little bit sacrilegious, doesn't it? <laughs> you, you couple the word gospel which already has some and
1: then you couple it with a privilege which is certainly taken on perjorative
2: are privileges Donald Trump Jr. recently wrote a book called, um,
1: uh, was it Democratic Privilege or, or some context? It doesn't mean what it
2: used to mean, like a Tico Montoya used to say. And uh, but what what I'm really pointing at uh, in this book is that gospel is the greatest privilege that cannot be marred and tarnished by man. The robust gospel cannot be changed into a derogative or the privilege we have then to go and share it. Um, so uh, I, was, I was actually looking at the simple form could be gospel privilege can be described in Ephesians 2 uh, as that okay. but God transition. You know what I'm saying? We're dead in our sin. We have no opportunity to hear. But God, who is rich in mercy, uh, lavished his grace upon us, and it's freely given to us. And yet, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which he prepared in advance for us to walk in them. And so it's a strange Juxtaposition. The first time the word was ever used was in like a uh, 1641 or something, uh, written by a guy named Isaac Ambrose in a book called *Looking Unto Jesus*. Okay. It's always gospel privilege. That term was always coupled with gospel responsibility or gospel. See all these. I implement all these stories throughout of those who have access to the gospel, receive
1: gospel privilege. Um, we have the privilege of gospel access
2: as does uh, Donald Trump and Joe Biden and Oprah Winfrey and Joe Rogan. You know, I mean, Mm -hmm. we in the West have the privilege of gospel access, but only those who have believed upon the name of Jesus have gospel privilege. And with it come responsibility. That's joyful. Not so much drudgery.
0: Mm Yeah. Yeah wow that's powerful and you know again the, the one of the the statements i hear frequently especially now since um many nations have closed their borders is the fact that hey we we just need to focus on our own nation and uh, we look at the europe australia canada united states and clearly there are unreached people uh, i mean not only because of postmodernism but also as a result of immigration, international students, that type of thing, people coming in. So what's your response to that? How how do we deal with that that tension, so to speak?
2: Well, I think um, I wrote about this a lot in the book, postmodernism creeping in, the uh, first truly uh, post-Christian generation in Gen Z. And um, there are certainly... Uh, so much to be done in our contexts in the West and people are hurting and broken and, and looking for truth. Uh, and yet though all men are equally lost, not all men are equally needy. Uh, a statement by Ralph Winter, uh, founder of US Center for World Missions. Yeah, is it, what, what he was saying is, Souls matter, matter whether they're in Nepal or Nebraska or Timbuktu, mm-hmm. right? We need to be lovers of souls, we need to feel God's heartbeat for the lostness of mankind. I think that's first of all the, the, the biggest problem here. Um, are wow. our hearts broken with the things that break the heart of God? Do we, yeah. uh, you know, cry and weep? Are we weepers over souls before we become lovers for souls, realizing their lostness? But the lostness we see in the West is strikingly different than uh, what we see in other places. The the need, I should say, because we literally can. One of the girls I highlight in my book is named Bridget. She works here at uh, Within Reach Global. She stumbles across in Minnesota on a visit from China to America, stumbles across the street, hears a sound of singing, goes into a church. Her hotel has a Gideon's Bible. She's meeting Christians, gathering, uh, you know, in Bible studies and Starbucks. Everywhere she looks, she said, she said these words, I envy you. In America, you could accidentally become a Christian. Wow. The reality is in these places, um, you, you, they just don't know a missionary. A Christian they've never seen a the Bible they, they have no community of believers so the lostness of mankind God desires that none should perish all should come to repentance right wow. so I'm not saying Prescott Arizona where I I come from right. is not does not have lost people but what sure. I am saying is um the need of the access to the gospel uh, in parts of the world where where I'm here now a 1040 window we need to remedy the injustice of the lack of gospel access—that's the greatest injustice known to to mm-hmm. humankind.
0: Yeah, yeah, so powerful, and we we see that in uh, the New Testament clearly. You know, the the emphasis of Jesus was to take the gospel Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth, and we we see that was Paul's uh, modus operandi clearly. But for some reason, somehow, somewhere, sometime, that stopped in the church. And the church became about, sure, we we want to help support uh, missions. But it was more uh, an auxiliary thing, really, than, than the main focus, or really understanding that this is the Great Commission. This is the great mission of Jesus that is mm-hmm. a commission, meaning we can't do it on our own, but he's not going to do it on his own. So what where what happened i mean what's and and what's the way out of this particularly for uh and again this isn't just the west uh, because sure. no. as you know well, i've traveled to other nations and seen the same thing like there's churches in asia that i've been to and pastors that really don't have a vision for taking the gospel um even in their own nation to unreached peoples yeah, so that's true
2: yeah, I mean, we all have our ethnocentric bent, don't we? I mean, whether you're in Canada or America or you're in China, Philippines, we are innately drawn to look uh, at our own small sphere of influence, right, or mostly what matters to us and affects us personally, our lives and our families. And and certainly, um, God cares about all these things. Uh, you know, Jesus himself said that. I know you have to eat. I know you need clothing to wear. But look at the birds of the field or the flowers. I'll take care of you. Um, and I, I think what has uh, slowly happened o- over the years is people have become disenchanted, just disenfranchised with, with you know, how the gospel has been taken out of context. Jesus' robust gospel uh, transforms people. It does. Mm-hmm. It, it, inerrantly, inherently. When you meet Jesus and have an experience with the Holy Spirit moving, it will change you. You'll Mm. read about this in Gospel Privilege about my dad's story. Radical transformation from when he was a kid. My grandpa, who I never met because he killed himself when my dad was 12, dangling his son, my dad, outside of a 17-story building, um, threatening to kill my dad. Uh, Violent upbringing. Had a transfer transformative experience on the huntington beach pier with with um my dad and uh that transformed the trajectory of my life and my family's life yeah. but we need to uh we need to see that this is once that vertical connection transformation takes part it's inevitable that we look around us and say, how can we see this? Do we really believe the gospel transforms communities? Do we really believe the gospel can change our city? And I think the answer to that is inevitably and sadly, no, a lot of times. I think mm-hmm. we've had a good testimony, and but we're, yeah. we're a little bit uncertain that the gospel can truly transform our own city, let alone the world and all mm-hmm. its chaos, uh, wherein actually what's really taking place Look at Iran. We see it as this dark, horrible place. Actually, what's taking place, you can look it up on YouTube. It's free, Sheep Among Wolves, Volume 2, a massive underground disciple-making movement awakening taking place. Our eyes are not focused on the bigger macro things of God because they're inevitably myopic, and we only can see like this in fact lastly I'm sorry I'm taking so long but there's a you, statement you, you in Chinese go ahead. keep going this is di good in Chinese di means the frog in the bottom of the well and it describes this frog he's looking up at the very lip of the the well and all he sees is a small blue dot right the the, the horizon that's his uh-huh. view Jingdi Jim describes that myopic small vision narrow visioned um kind of person we need to pray that the waters of the Holy Spirit would flow into our lives, rise us up to the lip, and wow. see this broader horizon of what God is doing in the nations. It's much beyond you, that is me, ourselves, or our families. or our, it, is, it is macro level, and yeah. God truly desires that none should perish. When we move from that Gene DeGiroir frog in the bottom of the well vision, to that macro perspective, we will see souls, and they will matter because God's kingdom message matters.
0: Yeah, absolutely, that's so good. So, guys, I want to encourage you to um, pick up David's book, "Gospel Privilege." Um, davidjoannis.com website, J O A N N E S dot com, and uh, yeah, it's on on the video, but for the audio podcast, I'm just spelling it out. And hey, guys, it's on Amazon, the Gospel Privilege. David's also got other books there, all really good stuff. But um, I was actually just listening to the Audible version. So for those of you who like audio, um, you can get it on Audible. It's great. It's fantastic. Thank so you. definitely good stuff, David. Appreciate that. So let, let's just really ask you a question. So what's a typical week look like at Within Reach Global in Thailand?
2: Well, um, we do have uh, a growing number of staff. It's been so exciting. We have about 21 staff here in Thailand, about 20 in China, uh, a total of just over 40. And here we've got our, our, like I said, our Thai outreach department and then our Chinese outreach department, because inevitably we focus on Chinese or Mandarin speaking uh, people here in, in Thailand. Okay. Um, our, our Thai yeah. outreach team will go scheduled throughout the week down to Tape Gate, down the city center, and openly share the gospel. Uh, with homeless, and we're seeing people who are homeless come to the Lord, uh, people in villages, ethnic tribes, um, just those one-on-one gospel encounters uh, continue. In fact, there's okay. been 95,000 over the years uh, as we tallied since since 1998. Uh, but so the Thai-Irish team has that schedule. The Chinese department, we continue to uh, reach into the 30,000 people here, the Chinese diaspora living in in, in Thailand. Recently, we just baptized uh, four new people. 18 just got saved. So um, it's exciting. It's like, it's like we're trying to catch up with the whiteness of, of the harvest field. It's not just always just uh, amazing. You walk out and people are falling over because my shadow falls on them. <laughs> we, we live normal lives here too. But what I'm saying is we're we're trying to be intentional to take the gospel to places and to people who are open and um, cast, casting a big net. So we will share openly here and do this English training and look for open hearts and the man and woman of peace. And when we find them, We'll pull them in and disciple those. And that's the smaller net. Um, so, but it also includes eating cow soy. Uh, and it also includes sticky rice and mangoes and the occasional trip to the elephant park. So uh, I say those last few things to tempt a couple people to join yeah. us here uh, <laughs> with Reach Global. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, I was going to say that, that's actually pretty good stuff.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, if you all, said balloon,
0: that made me turn a few people off. But <laughs> all,
2: all, all those that combination, sticky rice <laughs> and mango with cow soy, and you get to share the gospel to unreached people groups. Sounds yeah. like a winner to me, man.
0: <laughs> Absolutely, and the harvest is plentiful in that's Thailand, true. and the workers are few. So, mm-hmm. so Very in true. in all seriousness, David, are are you guys open for people coming over to help serve with you?
2: Absolutely. Um, in fact, well, COVID has really you know, shifted the way we're able to do things, but withinreachglobal.org slash go gives the uh, short-term missions opportunities as well as uh, long-term or career or uh, ministry job opportunities. I mean, th- there's a wide array of stuff. I-, I think people used to have this idea, this concept in their mind that all the giftings and good things God has given me, my desire for music or whatever leave it all behind for Jesus and go to the mission field. I'm saying, why not use your unique God-given abilities and inclinations on the mission field and be satisfied, happy, and impactful? And so there are many unique opportunities for people to do just that, from children's ministry to social media. Um, Absolutely, we would love to see more people join. And um, I'm sure we're going to see you here glenn and i'll be yeah. eating sticky rice with mango pretty soon
0: <laughs> absolutely <laughs> and my wife is uh you know she's really excited too we like thai food so particularly awesome. uh, green curry so Good. but anyway uh <laughs> it's it's, uh, it's definitely something and i look forward to god willing bringing a team one day i mean yeah. I just having been in asia quite a bit and southeast asia mostly you know, there's there's so much uh, opportunity, so much harvest. And, and I, I've seen so many miracles um, as I've traveled. Now, I, I just want to ask you just to share a few stories. I know you have been through some interesting experiences uh, as a missionary. Just tell us a couple of stories that are, you know, kind of your top uh, drama stories. <laughs> okay.
2: <laughs> Prepare your two-shoes, everyone. Um, well, I'll start off by saying, um, we traveled to conflict areas, uh, while living in China and uh, we'd go to the border towns, border of Myanmar, Laos, and, uh, Cambodia. So I have been interrogated in China for many hours throughout the night, 22 times. Um, and, uh, that has certainly affected, uh, my life. It was, uh, it was Jack Bauer on 24 kind of stuff. It was not, not easy. And, um, so th- that's one thing, but that's the, the tone I'd like to set uh, as yeah. as I tell these stories. Uh, I mean, I remember going into certain areas and I've been traveling. We wanted to get down to the Yao people, Y-A-O, no known Christians among them, as per Joshua Project dot net. Uh, dot net, .net, yeah. net, I think, right? Yeah. And um, so we decided we got to go down to the, the Yao uh, scripture reference backed it up and like, yeah, I got to go here. So I drove down. It was 24 hours to get there. We spent the night and halfway uh, another continued to drive. Well, I got food poisoning. Um, I was not feeling well upon arrival, slept that night. The next morning was driving around a place called Yao mountain. Okay. You would think on Yao mountain, you'd find Yao people, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but we drove around all day and could not find a certain single person who was Yao. And so I'm frustrated day three, man, I'm grumbling and sick. And my wife's sitting next to me trying to, um, you know, uh, make sure I'm having the right attitude. And, uh, finally I'm another three hours in on the third day, driving up this mountain, looking for people. I see two young guys sitting on the side of the road, roll down my window and say, are you guys? Yao? And, uh, I said, yeah, yeah. I said, we're not going a step farther. This I'm not, I'm tired of this. Why do I waste my life doing this? <laughs> I'm just I'm just wow. grumpy. Um, but I'll tell you what, it's in those moments that you get a striking example of why you're the small part of the big piece or why you show up at the right time and God does all the heavy lifting. Five minutes later, these guys wanted nothing to hear, nothing to do with the gospel. I'm sharing. I'm like, why have I been doing this for the last 72 hours driving around? Five minutes later, this guy walks around the corner and says, looks at me and said, I saw you, I saw you five years ago. This is now 1999. It was 2004 when the, this trip is happening. Okay. I saw you on the other side of the province, hundreds of kilometers away. And, uh, he described that moment and a word of knowledge just came over. I said, you just left your wife and your family and you need, you need an encounter with God. He breaks down and starts weeping. Wow. And, um, and I said, get get in the back of the truck. We're driving back to our home in the center of the, the country. <laughs> this 24-hour trip. He didn't have a pack of clothing or anything. But we took him back, discipled him for two months, um, and we saw a life transformation. Oh, After man. that, two weeks, we sent him back and said, Make disciples. That's all we said. Make disciples. And um he did. His cousin came to the Lord. He called me up. Can my can my Cousin, come up and be baptized? Yes, please. Two weeks later, send them both back. Type him into, go make disciples. He calls me about two months later saying, I have 21 young people here, ages 18 to 23 or something. They want to be baptized. Can they come? And we realized at that moment that there was a movement happening among the Yao. To date, there have been over uh, 14 churches established among the, this people group, and um, And hundreds of people have heard the gospel for the very first time. We've all been jailed together. Uh, Some of them have been beaten up by the police. But I'll tell you what, this whole thing started by, you know, obedience, but maybe drudgery. (laughs) I was was the unwilling vessel. I was just going because I knew I had to go. But I'll tell you what, God in his grace and in his mercy um, said, I want movement to happen. I want my kingdom to be established among those people. And looking back, I'm just so amazed how God uses weak and unassuming misfits to shame the weak, the wise and strong. So that's one of the many, many stories, uh, that are out there, but Hmm. powerful one in my opinion.
0: Yeah, it is. And, you know, to see that happen where there's people that have never heard the gospel before, what, what an amazing thing and yeah. and what you guys did in terms of discipling him and then sending him back to do that as well. Hey, you know what, David, I'm just thinking there's so many people today that are just struggling with a sense of purpose, significance. And and I've, I've met people, I'm sure you have too, that have been very successful in life, but mm-hmm. they're just like, hey, at the end of it all, I'm like, what have I done to really yeah. leave a mark, you know, make a mark, so to speak. And um, I feel personally one of the best things you can do is to really give yourself to the mission of Jesus Christ. There's nothing yes. more fulfilling and gratifying, and um there's so many opportunities as as there's so many unreached people in the world. How does someone who might be feeling really stirred by the Holy Spirit, even convicted like, hey, I just I really need to do something. It might be short term or or long-term, what would your advice be how to, how to, you know, start the process?
2: Well, before I answer that, I would totally agree with you and say, I was just feeling this recently as we've felt death and loss and close friends who are losing loved ones. And we see the brevity of life You want to be. You want your life to be significant and matter for something Mm -hmm. bigger than yourself. Uh, So I'd completely resonate with that thought, and and I'm so tired of that missions mantra coming back and beating people up for not being part of the mission of God because you ought to. And that's not the message I I want to bring at all. I want to say it is a joyous invitation, and you can. You cannot. Keep trying to get more mature and healthy before you join the mission of God. You jump headlong into God's mission. And that is where the robust gospel takes over and health and wholeness and strength and vitalization take take over your life. Yeah. Um, but practicals, uh, you're listening today and you're, you're thinking, man, I, I do want my life to count for something maybe global, maybe bigger picture. Um, go on to perspectives.org. Take this Perspectives on the World Christian Movement course. That was life transformative to me. You see the story of God's mission from Genesis to Revelation, including you. You're like, whoa, wait a minute. This is an ongoing epic, an epic narrative that I got to be a part of. Um, I would okay, invite so you Hang on a it's go like to That's
0: there. perspectives.org?
2: Yeah, perspectives.org. Thank you for pausing me there. I okay. run over it too fast. Yeah, Perspectives on the World Christian Movement uh, wow. is, is a course. I think it's- I don't know if it's 12. I did it a long time ago, but they have online courses uh, throughout many different countries. But that is a great place to find out how God does use people and can he use yeah. me? Uh, it really brings it from the 30,000 foot down to ground level. Um, but I would yeah. also say go visit slash go okay. if you'd like to come on a short term trip. Man, it's so exciting to come into a new culture, a new place. You know nothing. You don't know the language. You don't know anything around you. All you know, there's thousands of temples and monks wearing saffron walking around and it's an Instagrammer's paradise. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but you begin to see that you can be used to affect people's lives with the gospel of Jesus. In all your inadequacies, look at me on top of that hill in Yao Mountain. Hmm. Why did God use me? I was right. just there was nobody else going to that area. And so thankfully he's like, Oh, all right, I'll use this guy. <laughs> um, so yeah, pray, pray about, uh, Oh, another op- option. Check out prayer cast videos on YouTube or prayercast.com, I think it is okay. prayers. From local believers in all these 1040 window countries. Wow. It is power. We we listen to one or we watch one every day with our daughters and pray for Oman, pray for Syria, pray for Djibouti. Um, my daughter loves that one because it sounds funny. Uh but uh <laughs> yeah,
0: uh, I think cute. those are
2: great ways to just get your palate wedded and uh,
0: uh then join
2: in that specific role that God made you for.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, you touched on something, you know, about basically you you don't need to have your life perfectly together in order to to serve. And you know, I was writing uh the prologue or the foreword for a book today, friend of mine who uh Spanish speaking brother, first language, originally from South America, and he has served in India and in other places as well. And and what he was sharing in the book was about how Jesus made disciples in the context of come and follow me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, before these guys even came to the place where they had that revelation, like we see in Caesarea Philippi, you are the Christ, the son of the, the living God. You know, they were following Jesus, watching him, working with him, you know, even doing miracles. and. And later on, they're still struggling with, with who he is in terms of affirming that, really having a, a strong conviction. So we see the way that Jesus equipped people for mission was totally different than the way we, we do it today, and not just in the West, uh, in a lot of nations. I'd, I'd love for you to just uh, kind of double-click on that and, and, and give us uh, your thoughts.
2: In all the stories that I've been sharing, you know, you might think no guts, no glory, no newsletter story. Wow. These are amazing testimonies, right? The reality is, um, all along the way, this is gritty, gritty moments. This is places of doubt. This is like, God, are you really calling me after I had that powerful experience, right? David, you're bringing bread to the kids of China, you know, I give my life for you, Lord. And there's tears, well, fast forward a couple of years, maybe even a couple of months later. And I'm doubting my whole calling. And um you don't have to have it all together because you never can have it all together. And that is the whole point and the difference of the gospel of Jesus Christ compared to any other religion.
0: Right.
2: Us trying to do good, meanwhile, it is impossible while you were dead. Again, going back to Ephesians 2,
1: yeah. but
2: God. Uh when you were dead in your sins and transgression, you had no hope. He lavished his grace upon you. Why? So that you do good works that he prepared in advance. It's it's the opposite. It's not trying to do good things and and be perfect. It's it's following Jesus day after day, even right. when it's dirty and dark and maybe ugly and difficult. And and but you you continue to follow. Uh, obedience is that succession of small willful steps in in obedience of the master's footprints. Um, So yeah, I I agree. Look at these heroes of the faith, Hudson Taylors, Amy Carmichael's our missionary legends. You read of their glorious culmination of their story. Right. And it's awesome. You're like, I can never be a Hudson Taylor, Amy Carmichael or Billy Graham for that matter. But all along the way, I'm telling you, When there was a cannonball, I wrote a lot about this in the mind of a missionary, my second book, cannonball landing on a brick wall right behind Hudson Taylor. You think that he was like, I'm all in, man. This is great missions work. No, no, there was doubts along the way. Um, I I think we have this narrative that the gospel, the Great Commission is for the superheroes or the special elite forces by no means. We are all disciples, followers of Jesus who are. Oftentimes, jumping into the same ditch we just came out of. You ever see see that recent meme? There's this sheep. A little boy is trying to pull a sheep out of this long trench. He's pulling and pulling the sheep, and finally pulls it out. Ah, everybody's happy. Takes two leaps, jumps right back into that trench. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Perfect description of. of
0: I did see that.
2: (laughs) Perfect description of my Christian life. It's like, uh, what a nitwit! But uh, man. Um, God takes us, blemishes and all, warts and all, and and he loves to include us. So don't beat yourself up over that, but spend time with Jesus. Let mm-hmm. the power of the Holy Spirit rub off onto you so much so that you can't help but share it with others. And, and they're going to see you weak and insecure and broken, but that's okay. You're pointing them to Jesus. He's in the limelight. We're backstage, and yeah. uh, he's the lead character. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, and just one final uh, question for you. Um, Well, I'm going to ask you another question in terms of how people can connect with you. But before we do that, um, what, what is the role of the power of the Holy Spirit in advancing the kingdom and reaching the unreached? And um, how have you seen the Lord just break through in impossible situations?
2: Hmm. Well, as is the case in the West, I think so is true here also. You can um, you can even talk about John three sixteen uh, and share the gospel in a Buddhist context. It means something completely different because they have no monitor or lens, God lens, that they can make make sense of different kind of ways and methods of sharing the gospel. So we can share. We need to share with words, and we need to. Be open about our gospel, uh, uh, you know, and proclamation. And we do. We share the gospel. There's many people who just don't know who this Prayesu is. And it was funny in, in, in Thai. Here, you can say Prajao is how you say God. Prajao, but Prajao also means a Buddhist monk. I
0: wow. was in a
2: coffee shop, and two military guys walked in, and they said Salut, Prajao, hello, God, to these military guys. So wow. monks, military guys. The name Pajao, God, is even out of context. So I try to tell who is God and who is Jesus, and they just can't get it. I'll tell you what. When their mom gets healed of that skin disease that she had for so long, and their family member has some powerful encounter with the Holy Spirit, or the Holy Spirit certain somehow works in ways that we can't, and they begin to see some truth that we couldn't have shared. Uh, the, these are what truly bring transformative disciple-making movements. This is why we one eight: Acts 1.8. Yes, yeah. go into Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, ends of the earth. But, but wait, he starts out by saying, don't go anywhere. Don't do yeah. anything until you are empowered by the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Only then... Does it matter? Does it have longevity? Is it going to make a difference? The role of the Holy Spirit we've seen, I have a friend here who is part of a church planting movement that is out of control, man. It just can't be stopped. It got initiated, ignited by a couple healings and salvations, and then word travels fast, man. Uh, In the whole Buddhist context, nothing like this has ever happened. Uh, But suddenly, Jesus comes in, the Holy Spirit is moving um, this is what is missing. This is the missing element. We yeah. need to allow uh, maybe the the chaos of the Holy Spirit's movement. I don't mean snake charming sure. and jumping on right. chandeliers. I mean, the Holy Spirit messes up our plans. And when yeah. he does, it is always for good, man.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's powerful. And then, you know, scriptural precedent, Acts 8:6, when Philip goes to Samaria, a Jew. He goes to Samaria. So there's some racial tension there. There's some deep theological uh, disparity. And yet God sends him. And interestingly, in verse 6 of Acts 8, it says, The people with one accord heeded the things spoken by Philip, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. Mm-hmm. And that's my heart, and that's my experience. And certainly, I love the Word of God, and I believe in, in uh, discipleship. Um, We need to do that, but what I have seen so many times over and over again is God just come by the power of the Holy Spirit. As you said, word of knowledge, um, sick, healed, just things happen, and and people just overwhelmed. In fact, I was in Indonesia, and we were ministering in Bali, which is primarily um, Hindu, And, uh, we saw many miracles happen, including blind eyes, open deaf ears. And there was a guy who we ended up, I had a word of knowledge about, uh, someone with significant hearing loss and he came forward and he just happened to be invited, uh, to, it was actually a church planting training school that I was teaching at and he got healed. Turns out that he was in the, the federal government and, you know just very significant guy very powerful what the lord did open up the doors to to a lot of uh opportunities for us so really believe in that and uh looking forward to seeing that in thailand as well <laughs> so Absolutely. that's so cool so david um i just want to just remind our listeners or viewers about your newest book gospel privilege available on amazon it's available uh on audible Um, Your website, Davidjoannis.com. Davidjoannis.com. And that's the best way for people to connect with you?
2: Sure. Yes, absolutely. That that points to all the books. It points to Missions Pulse podcast, um, which I recently had you on. Actually, it'll uh, go live here soon. And uh, as well as Within Reach Global, the ministry God has so graciously given us. So yeah, that's the one-stop shop. Other than that, you can... um, Ah uh, reach out to me on the contact form, and I'm pretty active on social media i, I do love to connect with people with a like minded passion. That's why I connected with you, Glenn. I don't know how yeah. did we even meet? I can't remember a friend of yeah. a friend,
0: yeah, maybe yeah, I know, but but it's been I, good, and yes. uh, in recently uh really been been sensing that connection in the spirit, yeah. so definitely absolutely well, David, what an honor to have you on the Kingdom Community podcast, and I'm so um, stirred. I, am just really stoked <laughs> about what God is doing through within reach global and, and, uh, in Thailand and in Southeast Asia, everywhere else, China, that's powerful. So good. Yeah. And, um, I just, I just would love for you just to close in prayer and anyone in particular, who's really feeling the Lord, uh, speak to them about missions. If you could, uh, could just respond, Uh, Or just pray for them. That would be great.
2: Yeah, thank you, uh, Glenn, for having me on as well. And such an honor. Let's just, um, let's pray right now. Yes, Father. Thank you that you are such a good, good God. Thank you that you do have that heart that none should perish, but all should come to repentance. God, oh, give us your heart, Lord Jesus. We are so concerned so often with our own personal preferences often at the expense of others and god we just want to repent of that we don't we don't want that we want to see your kingdom traverse the globe and your glory transform lives and people be touched and we want our lives to be impacted in the process father i pray for those who right now are just been watching or listening and really sensing god uh, just uh, uh, some sort of legacy or significance that they want to add to the kingdom of god extend your kingdom be a small part of the the big picture of the things that you're doing lord i just speak clarity of vision i speak the call of god i i pray that people would that you by your holy spirit would open their eyes that they would see the epic narrative from genesis to revelation culminating in all those languages and tribes and people standing around your throne and realize that this story includes them. Father, give them the specifics, give them the clarity, open doors of opportunity that they might learn and study uh, how these things happen through perspectives on the world Christian movement or other things. Lord, open a door for them to travel to an unreached region because I know you'll speak to them in those plays different, different than maybe back home. So, um, give them opportunity, clarity of vision may daily, uh, they wake up and see the clock and go before they go to bed at night at 10 40, 10 40 AM, 10 40 PM, their eyes would be drawn to a clock and the ten forty window window would be forefront on their mindsets. Um, you are drawing people and you love to include people. You're so gracious and good to us. I pray that they would, um, Really follow your heart, and not come up with excuses, and not long for other things, but see that you are calling them, you choose to use them, and you love to have them join you on mission. Jesus, we want you to take center stage. Uh, we'll fade off in the light, out of the limelight, but you, when you're raised up and exalted, all men and women and children are drawn unto you, and lives are changed. So speak blessings and glory and hope and legacy and significance over these people, not for themselves, but for the extension of your kingdom and glory, Father. Thank you for including us. Thank you so much for speaking today Excellent. and opening doors that no man can shut. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen.
0: Amen. 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 Thank you so much, Amen. David. I appreciate having you on the show. It yes. was uh, it was really good. Bless Thank you. Thank you so
2: much. My honor. My pleasure. Thank you, Glenn.
0: Awesome. All right. We'll talk to you again. Thanks. I'm good. So, hey, everyone, my guest was David Joannis, and within Reach Global Ministries, you can visit his website, davidjoannis.com, J-O-A-N-N-E-S.com. Again, pick up his book, Gospel Privilege, available on Amazon, also on Audible. And uh, David mentioned his podcast, Missions Pulse Podcast. You can go to YouTube and watch episodes. And he's got some uh, upcoming episodes I know that are are going to be of uh, great interest to you as well. Get a hold of David if you have any questions. If you would be interested in connecting with us, our Kingdom Community, just head over to kingdomcommunity.global. Click on uh, About, and then you'll see something that says Connect. There's information there. We are a movement that is bringing together the body of Christ so we can do great exploits throughout the earth in the name of Jesus, seeing his kingdom advance. Guys, we'd love for you to connect with the kingdom community. We have monthly training and mentoring the third Wednesday of every month. We do it in the morning, do it in the evening. If you want to uh, be part of that, it's absolutely free of charge. Just head over again to kingdomcommunity.global, but this time go to forward slash mentoring, global forward slash mentoring. Create a membership. We do have a free membership as well as premium memberships in the website. Access all of the resources we have, additional training. There's so much going on. Thank you guys for being part of the Kingdom Community broadcast today. My guest, as I said, was David Joannis. And uh, please do share this video. Leave your comments. And we'd love for you to follow us on social media. Follow our podcasts, like, subscribe, and uh, leave a review as well. Have a great day. Blessings in Jesus' name.
2: Thanks for tuning in to the Kingdom Community Podcast.
1: To learn more about us, including how to connect with our Kingdom community, please visit our website, kingdomcommunity.global. If you're enjoying this show, please feel
2: free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts so other listeners like you can be encouraged. We really appreciate that effort,
1: and we hope you will
2: join us again in the next episode of the Kingdom Community Podcast. You coming to bed, hon? Yep, honey, I'll be right there. Just got to turn out the light. Ow! Ow! Ow. Ah. Go!
0: Some things never change, like your kids always leaving tiny toys on the floor for you to step on. And Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Sweetie, I think I left the downstairs light on. Please don't make me go. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.